got a lot to get to in this edition of the Redbird Report. Michael Mara joining you here today, the sports editor at the Vedette. Drake, Illinois State last night did not disappoint. The regular season home finale for the Illinois State Redbirds, a 89-81 overtime victory. And outside of some poor shooting in the first half, last night's game was a thriller. Uh, if you were in attendance, uh, one of the 5,028 inside Redbird Arena last night, uh, you got treated with a dandy. Uh, you know, first off, Illinois State improves to 16 and 13 overall, 10 and 7 in the Missouri Valley Conference, alone in third place right now. Drake falls to 16 and 14, also 10 and 7 in the Missouri Valley Conference, but uh, last night's win bumps them to fourth place. Bradley sitting in fifth place. We'll get to the standings in just a little bit as with Arch Madness exactly one week from today as we record this on Thursday afternoon, uh, February 22nd. Uh, there's a lot to get to as Arch Madness next week is not set. The only thing that is set is the Loyola Ramblers and uh, former Illinois State coach Porter Mosier will be the number one seed and is the outright Missouri Valley Conference champion uh, after pounding Southern Illinois last night, 75-56 in Carbondale. Barry Hinson squad, uh, the Southern Illinois Saluki, still sit in second place, but that could change uh, here in just a with one game remaining, the 30th game of the season, the 18th Missouri Valley Conference game of the season for all Missouri Valley Conference participants. But back to last night, uh, first and foremost, uh, Drake picked to finish last in the Missouri Valley Conference this season. I'll tell you what, all season long they've fought hard. They, they've played games down to the wire. Reed Timmer has played himself into Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Year talks. If they're a little bit better and Loyola is not the regular season champion, I bet you Reed Timmer gets a lot more votes and might walk away with that award. Last night, Timmer, 26 points, 9 for 22 from the field, 3 of 10 from behind the arc, but I'll tell you what, those three three-pointers were humongous. And two of those three, uh, he actually got fouled on, completed the four-point play on one of them, both of them being in the second half. Um, but a huge second half for Reed Timmer. Uh, 19, I believe, in the second half. Uh, he had double digits in the second half, and, and just each shot seemed to be bigger than the next. Unfortunately, the one stat that stood out in his stat line is five for nine from the free throw line. Those four free throw misses all came in regulation and could have put Illinois State to bed, but they didn't. It left the door open, and Malik Yarborough tied the game at 69-69, and that's where it stood heading into overtime. I mean, oof. You want to talk about an exciting overtime. 20-12 to is the overtime score. 20 to 12, 20 points in a five-minute period. Whew. I mean, Illinois State scored 29 points in the first half alone. 20 in a five-minute period. And uh, as we mentioned that, Malik Yarborough, the basket to tie the game at 69 with just over 20 seconds left in the game was his 1,000th point in collegiate basketball. Uh, had uh, 530 at so uh, at excuse me at St. Louis as a freshman and a sophomore had it needed 17 to take or to score 1000 career points in his collegiate career and that basket gave him 18 and then he scored four more in the overtime 
So congratulations to Malik Yarbrough. That's a big uh, accomplishment. And I'll tell you what, depending on how he ends Saturday at Loyola, he's going to have a chance to score 1,000 points at Illinois State alone uh, if he decides to stay next year. Obviously, a few draft projections have him going to the NBA, being a second-round pick, as high as a second-round pick. Um, some of them have, have had him drop out since then. But I, I'm going to assume he stays, and if he stays, he's going to have a really, really good chance at scoring 1,000 points just at Illinois State alone. Um, but then, you know, Phil Fain comes back from injury. Uh, and towards the end of the game, you could kind of see the fatigue. 28 minutes, and even Dan Muller last night had said that seemed to be a stretch for him. He kind of saw Phil playing 20 to 26. Uh, so, you know, 28, you know, two points over the 26 mark, oh well. But 28 points is a lot, and uh, or 28 minutes is a lot. 16 points, grabbed 11 boards, uh, went 6 for 7 from the free throw line. Hmm, hmm. You know, that's something you don't see out of Phil very often. But, uh you know, a very nice game from Phil Fain as uh, they needed that. All big, all 16 of his points uh, proved to be humongous. I mean, he had a few dunks that kind of lifted the Redbird Arena crowd up. And, and, you know, and, and I get it's not senior night. You know, we're not celebrating. Nobody was celebrating Paris Lee, Deontay Hawkins, Tony Wills like they were last year on senior night. But the last home game of the year, you know, barring some sort of postseason tournament at this point, it looked like it, it probably looks like it'd be the CBI, which you know you've seen you know conference champion Loyola win before, but I just don't see Dan Muller accepting a CBI invite um, and, and you know playing another game in, in the CBI. That's the only way Illinois State would play another home game, um, but it doesn't. It, that won't happen. So last night, the last home game of the season, the last time you'll see them until October of next year at Hoopfest and 5,000 fans show up. I that's To me, that's a poor crowd. Um, but either way, um, Phil Fain had a few dunks that absolutely brought the house down. Malik Yarbrough had one down the lane that you knew he was throwing down uh, the second he took off. And so there were a few dunks that really got people up on their feet. But Keyshawn Evans, without Keyshawn Evans in the first half, when Drake goes on a 16-2 run, or if you want to call it the 14 to nothing run, really depends on how you want to look at that one, uh, without Keyshawn Evans in the first half, Illinois State's not in this thing. And that's kind of where you start to see this maturity of this Illinois State team. The maturity where a run at Northern Iowa that I believe was about 25 to nothing, a run... At Indiana State, seventeen nothing run at Indiana State. It, another run when they played at Valparaiso a few Sundays ago. They it it, it doomed them. It, it doomed Illinois State. It was they had no response besides to lay down and take it. They respond well. I mean that was I remember I I, I was sitting there press row last night and when it got to sixteen to two. And Drake took a 10-point lead. I thought, okay, well, here we go. This is where the wheels fall off, and uh, Drake kind of runs away with this one. And, you know, obviously Illinois State comes back and answers. Keyshawn Evans had uh, four points coming right out of that uh, timeout. There was a timeout that was taken uh, as Drake went on that run, extended it to 16-2. to uh, Dan Muller called for a timeout, and Keyshawn Evans comes out, scores four. Malik Yarbrough scores another. Uh, they get another stop, close the gap. 
to 31-29 heading into halftime. And then at the at I mean that second half was incredible. Uh, Keyshawn Evans hits back-to-back three-pointers to open the frame. It was just it was it was a typical Missouri Valley Conference basketball game. That felt like not only a conference game, a, you know, a true Missouri Valley Conference game, but that felt like a tournament game. And a week a week from now, those two teams will be playing in tournament games. Neither of those teams are going to be playing on Thursday night. Those are Friday. Those are Friday teams going at it, playing arch madness like basketball, playing conference tournament like basketball. And I'll tell you what, th- that win is going to help the the confidence of Illinois State incredibly. I, I and I say that because. With the injuries to Phil Fain and Keyshawn Evans coming about two weeks ago, put them on a setback. I think they're now playing the best basketball that they have all season long. And and I get that, you know, that could be debated because oh, Phil's only back for one game. Keyshawn's back for two games, three games. I, I, to me, that doesn't matter. You see what you see out there. And uh, I, I think they're playing really, really well. The, the one issue that, you know, when Nate comes back and – you know, we have, you know, both of us here, and it's closer to Arch Madness. Next Wednesday, you know, we'll have, you know, a full Arch Madness preview coming for you. Um, but but the problem that they'll run into in St. Louis is, will Malik Yarbrough try to do too much? Will Keyshawn Evans shoot them out of the gym? Uh, you know, how is this team going to respond if they get hit in the mouth? On the biggest stage of the year, how are they going to respond if, if somebody goes on a 14 nothing run? And they go down by t- double digits. The beauty of a conference tournament. It's a brand new ball game. But first, they have to take last night's win. And they have to take a win over you and I on Saturday. And take that and culminate it into what will probably have to be their best basketball game on Saturday afternoon when they head to, head to Loyola. Loyola, the outright NBC champion after beating Southern Loyola last night. As I said, 75-56, the Ramblers defeat Southern Illinois. Clayton Custer, who I think is everybody's player of the year so far, to this point, beginning of the year, it was Malik Yarborough or Alizé Johnson. Well, Missouri State fell off the face of the earth. Alizé Johnson had a few clunk clunkers as far as stat lines go, and I think he played himself out of the player of the year award, without a doubt. He played himself out of it. And you hate to see that for a kid who is as talented as Alizé. But, you know, credit Clayton Custer. 16 points last night, uh, which is what propelled Loyola to the victory. Loyola 24-5, 14-3 in the Missouri Valley Conference. And that is who awaits the Redbirds at the Gentile Arena up in Chicago. And I'll tell you what, say what you will about Porter Mosier. He's the coach of the year in the Missouri Valley Conference. An outright title. 14-3, and 24-5. Uh, you hate to bring it up again after last year because of how bad the Valley has actually been this year when you really want to look at it as far as the NCAA tournament goes. You, you hate to bring up an at-large bid. But if they go on and beat Illinois State and finish 25-5, and 15-3 in the Missouri Valley Conference, you have a top-five win over Florida, uh, you know, Florida kind of has fallen off here towards the end of the season, but still, at the time, they were ranked number five. They go to Gainesville, pick up a win on the road, and they had guys injured on the bench, and they still go out and win. 
I'm not saying they deserve an at-large bid, but they're in the talks. I mean, they've got top 25 votes. This past year, this past week, uh, they had votes in both both the USA coaches poll and the AP coaches poll uh, for top 25 votes, and uh, there's something to that. And I think in order to even be considered, though, they do have to reach Sunday's title game. But I think if they get to Sunday's title game, I don't think anybody's going to steal that automatic bid from them. Especially because last year, Illinois State, uh, Illinois State and Wichita State, did both teams deserve to get into the double NCAA tournament? I don't know. I, you know, we could sit here and go back and forth about that all, all, all day long. But last year was probably the last year the Missouri Valley Conference will be a two-bid league for quite some time. And it wasn't even a two-bid league. You know, some say ISU got snubbed. Some say deservedly so. Whatever the case is, they didn't get in. Long story short, all I'm saying is Loyola is deserving of at-large talks. They're not going to get an at-large bid. One, because I think they're going to win the outright. T- they're going to go in and win the automatic bid. They're going to win and finish the job on Sunday. But two, the rest of the Valley is just so up and down. I mean, if you're picking it, you're you if you're an okay average team this year in the Missouri Valley Conference, you picked a great year to do it. Because you can go into St. Louis with a record sitting about a game or two above 500 or a game or two below and you might find yourself playing on Sunday for a championship and a trip to the NCAA tournament. But looking at the game on Saturday, I'll tell you what the one thing that I took away from when Loyola came to Redbird Arena in December was they locked Malik Yarbrough up. They doubled him like there was no tomorrow. They played him exactly the way you need to play Malik Yarbrough if you're going to beat Illinois State. And they beat them on their home floor. They beat them at Redbird Arena, which everybody knows it's not an easy place to come in and play. That's ISU's only Missouri Valley Conference loss at home to Loyola. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I I like Loyola. Loyola is they're proving to they're proving what everybody has proven in the past about the Missouri Valley Conference. Experience wins in this league. Period. Experience wins. You got Clayton guys like Clayton Custer, Andre Jackson, Dante Ingram. You guys got you have freshmen like like Crutwig coming in, who arguably is going to win freshman of the year. Granted, again, a lot of that may do may be due to the inflated record that it, Loyola has, but you can't argue when you're going to go out and win freshman of the year. I, you know, newcomer of the year is all wrapped up. That one's Malik Yarbrough's, without a doubt. Five newcomer of the week awards. Come on, yeah, that one's done. But a lot of that's up up for grabs. Porter Mosier last night. Uh, I mean, you saw the lock. The Loyola Ramblers basketball Twitter account tweeted out a video of them celebrating. I'll, that's a locker room that feels pretty good about themselves. Uh, under Porter Mosier's uh, collared shirt, he took his tie off and uh, he ripped off his uh, collared shirt, and under that was a Missouri Valley Conference title shirt. And uh, you kind of just saw the Ramblers kind of explode uh, with, with some, some jubilation, if you will inside the locker room. And I'll tell you what, that's a team feeling good about themselves right now. There's not a lot that they have to play for on Saturday just due to the fact that they have wrapped up the outright title 
And as we all remember last year, the Missouri Valley Conference regular season title came right down to that final Saturday as Illinois State went to Northern Iowa. They needed to beat Northern Iowa in order to clinch a share. And with with Wichita State, Wichita State obviously went out and won. Who who didn't they beat last year? Who didn't they beat the last four or five years in the Missouri Valley Conference? They had one loss, it was to Illinois State. Illinois State had one loss, it was to Wichita State. Both teams go out and win on the final Saturday, clinch a share, ISU, clinch that one seed. Loyola has that one seed locked up. The only team playing, every other team in the Missouri, there's two teams in the Missouri Valley Conference. Let me rephrase that. There's two teams in the Missouri Valley Conference where Saturday means absolutely nothing to you. And that's the one seed, which is Loyola, and the 10 seed, that's Valparaiso. Valparaiso, not a really welcome, not a welcome into the Missouri Valley Conference. First year in the Valley, and guess what? You're going to be sitting on Saturday, sitting on Thursday, and you're playing as the 10 seed. You're not even going to be in the luncheon on Thursday at the Union Hotel because you're going to be playing on Thursday. So while everybody else is enjoying a coach's lunch and the awards ceremony, you guys will be practicing, getting ready for a playing game. Welcome to the Missouri Valley Conference. It happens. I don't. Valparaiso is a known team, a known program, and they'll be back. It's a down year. It's a new conference. It's a new year. You know, you, you lose guys like Alec Peters, and you can't do anything about that. But still, doesn't change the fact that you're playing as a 10 seed on Thursday night. Either way, those are the two that know they have nothing to play for this coming Saturday. Let's take a look at those games on Saturday. Illinois State, Loyola at the Gentile Arena. That tips off at 1 p.m. Also a 1 p.m. tip-off. Northern Iowa hosts Missouri State. Then you go to the Ford Center in Evansville. Evansville hosting Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois, a lot to play for. 19-11, and 11-6. And uh, they got uh, they get Illinois State's breathing down their back. Southern Illinois loses, and ISU wins. ISU's got that two seed. I mean, right now you're playing for that second seed if you're Southern Illinois and you're ISU. Then, 2 p.m. tip-off. Valparaiso visits Drake. Drake, 10-7 and seven in the Missouri Valley Conference. Another team that is right on the brink of a 2, 3, or 4 seed. Indiana State goes to Bradley. Brian Wardle squad looks like they're going to probably they're probably going to finish right there at that 5 seed. Doesn't look like they're going to be moving much. Uh, Indiana State, a team you I have no idea how to read. No idea how to read. You have two guys that I've praised all season long since New Year's Eve. They came to Redbird Arena New Year's Eve, and Brenton Scott and Jordan Barnes might be the most dynamic guard duos in the Missouri Valley Conference. On any given night, those two can go out and score 30 points. Yet they're sitting at 12 and 17 and 7 and 10 in the Missouri Valley Conference. Trying to play, trying to stay out of Saturday or trying to stay out of Thursday night in St. Louis. Um, and that will be the final game of the Missouri Valley Conference regular season. Bradley, Indiana State. And I'll tell you what, you go to the standings right now. As they stand today, Loyola, 14-3 and in the Missouri Valley Conference. Second place, Southern Illinois, 11-6. and Illinois State, 10-7. and Drake, 10-7. and Bradley, 9-8. and Missouri State, 7-10. and Indiana State, 7-10. and Evansville, 6-11. and UNI, 6-11. and Valparaiso, 5 and 12. There's a lot of jumbledness 
in that middle. Loyal is gonna Loyal is the one. You know, how many times are we gonna say that? Yeah. On a on a six game winning streak, they're the hottest team in the valley right now. They've won six in a row. Prior to that, you could argue Southern was the hottest team. But I'll tell you what, Southern Illinois or Loyola is the hottest team. But there's a lot of teams playing really good basketball. And I think looking at these standings right now, I would I would say Loyola, ISU, Drake, Missouri State, and Southern Illinois are the most dangerous teams in that tournament. And I'll even go as far as to say as you and I. Six and eleven, you know, six and eleven in the in the Missouri Valley Conference, fourteen and fifteen overall, not impressive. But I'll tell you what, when you get into March, I I I would love to have Ben Jacobson on on my sideline. I would love it. So I don't count you and I out. Do not, do not, do not, do not overlook you and I, because they'll shock you. And that's a team who could be playing on Saturday for a semi in the semifinals for to get to the championship on Sunday. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. They have too much talent. But I've been saying that all year, and I admit that I've been saying that all year long. Wait for you and I. Wait for you and I. Wait for you and I. Well, it, you know, can't wait much longer because it's about to it's about to be do or die time. But I'm I, I, like I said, Loyola, Southern Illinois, ISU, Drake. And Missouri State are, are the teams I would say have a shot to win it. The first team out there probably is Missouri State, uh, and that's just because they haven't played very well all year long. They're starting to play a little bit better. They are starting to play a little bit better. They're on a three-game losing streak, don't get me wrong here, but, uh, I mean, they've played better. As a preseason conference champion, uh, they've underachieved by a lot. A lot. And I think Paul Lusk knows that. They're playing for a lot when they get to St. Louis. Especially after they pulled his his clause in his contract that uh, said if he goes down to Arch Madness and wins an automatic bid to the NCAA tournament, an automatic five years tacked on at the end of his contract. Missouri State pulled that after Illinois State goes down to Springfield, Missouri and demolishes them. But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because they have Alizé Johnson, who is an NBA talent, who should be playing at least in NBA summer leagues come June. That's why I give them a shot in St. Louis. Drake, they've just played so, so well. And you've seen what Reed Timmer can do. He could take over a game and just absolutely dominate. And he took over the second half. I mean, if he makes four free throws, they beat ISU last night. If he makes one or two of his three-point attempts that go up, that rim out, they beat Illinois State last night. So due to Reed Timmer and the fact that Nico Medvedev have done a great job as a first-year coach, they were picked to finish last, people. They were picked to finish last. Last year, people were laughing at Drake. People were, let's play Drake in Arch Madness. I hope Drake gets out of Thursday so that we can play them on uh, on Friday and have a bye into Saturday's semifinals. Not the case this year. Drake has a real shot at winning Arch Madness. Then you go to ISU. Malik Yarbrough, period. Malik, Malik Yarbrough has the opportunity to take over this tournament and take over St. Louis like no player down there has. And then you add in Phil Fain and Keyshawn Evans. And I'll tell you what, they're starting to get contributions from everybody else. William Tinsley, Elijah Clarence, David Enshai, 
if they can put it all together, they're a dangerous team who has a shot to go into St. Louis and win that automatic bid, ending a 20-year NCAA drought, by the way, in case those of you who didn't know, 20 years. Dan Muller's senior year, 1997-1998, the last time they got to the tournament. Southern Illinois. This one is going to Barry Hinson. Uh, all credit goes to Barry Hinson here. I mean, four scholarship players out for the year. They're playing without four scholarship players, and they have so for 30 games. And yet they're sitting at 11-6 and six and had a shot to win a share of the Missouri Valley Conference title. Unbelievable. People got to give Barry Hinson a lot of credit. He's a damn good coach. He kind of got run out of Missouri State, and that was, you know, it's unfortunate. You know, he got snubbed from the NCAA tournament a few times, and, you know, who doesn't, you know, when you're a mid-major? But Barry Hinson, uh, three days down in St. Louis, it's not his first rodeo down there, and he can coach. And so he can coach them to an automatic bid. And so for that, that's why I give Southern Illinois a chance. And then obviously the last team that I give a shot in Arch Madness has to be Loyola. I mean, come on. The regular season champion, the most experienced team, a coach who seems to have built a coach a culture for a program who just won their first Missouri Valley Conference title. And Mosier, a, a guy who is a very, very good coach. It's weird to say that they're having a better year without Milton Doyle than when they had him. I mean, last year, Loyola was not a joke. They weren't a joke, but they did not play very well. I mean, a lot of teams had their way with Loyola last year. This year, Loyola is very, very good. They're their most experienced team. Clayton Custer, Andre Jackson, Dante Ingram, all of them just play so, so well together, and that's why they're 24-5 and right now. And they're not only my favorite to win Arch Madness today, but that's why they have a shot to go down to St. Louis and win the tournament. That's about all I got for you guys. Uh, follow all of the Vedette coverage this weekend as I'll be making the trip up to Loyola for the regular season finale. Uh, all that coverage and more uh, will come your way Sunday, uh, in Sunday, in Monday's paper, uh, and Sunday online. Uh, but for now, I'll, I'll talk to you guys next Wednesday. Nate Head will be back. Nate, out with the flu. Feel better, my dude. Um, We'll be back Wednesday, a full-fledged Arch Madness preview with all of our predictions for the conference tournament championship, the tournament champion, our coach picks of the year, our player of the year picks, our newcomer of the year, and our freshman of the year, all of our picks and more coming your way next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Mike Warner. I'll talk to you guys.